Hello and welcome to Dusty VCR, the podcast where we rewatch old movies from our childhood and decide whether they still hold up. I'm your host, Michael Lynch, and I'm joined by my co-host and sister, Rachel Lynch. Hey, hey, hey. How are you today? I'm good. Listen, when do you usually start planning for dinner? I always eat the same thing, so... Every dinner? Most dinners. So I have dinner at 6.30. I start planning at about 6.29. I reheat the meal prepped meals I've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Wait, what is your meal? Chicken and rice and vegetables. So I make a bunch of chicken and a bunch of rice and a little bit of vegetables. Wow. When do you start planning for dinner? Never. (laughs) So (laughs) do you eat dinner? (laughs) Well... I had to eat McDonald's today, I oh. tell you what. Well, today was hard. You you scheduled us at an unusual time. I did this? Yeah, you oh said 6 p.m. on a Thursday. I think maybe I said that was when I was free. No, no. You said, like, you Ooh, finalized it. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I think, you? I, you know what it was? What? I was trying to, like, take initiative Yeah. and be like... I can do things. Look at me. I can do things. We're going to meet at six o'clock. I'm sending out the Google Calendar invitation. I'm going to really just like take some of this off of Michael's plate. Yeah, I appreciate that. And then, uh, but yeah, I get a little, little but then you come here and you're like, over enthusiastic. (laughs) Who did this? Wait, so what do you eat for lunch? For lunch, I usually have kale salad. Oh my God. So you eat the same meals for each wait same foods for each meal uh weekends weekends you go wild weekends i go wild pasta sometimes (gasps) sometimes we make enchiladas all right well that's all i need for now okay and we are joined today by comedian michelle tallarico aka mishy bad cakes michelle how are you i'm well thank you for having me my friends thank you do you have opinions on dinner planning i've got so many opinions because i'm also a meal prep gal myself oh nice only i'm a half-assed meal prep girl there's a point where i'm like that's enough (laughs) and i haven't even cooked it so like (laughs) like but i'm also a proponent for kale salad kale salad also big time raw kale salads yeah I love the idea that that stuff is going through and it's like total roughage and it's yeah. pulling things off the side of my intestine. Like, get out of here, get out of here. <laughs> and it's just kind of like the Mr. T of vegetables just cleaning you, everything out. Do you massage the kale? No. I'm, oh my God. I'm a rough you writer. are some sick fucks. Do you massage that kale? No, but if you put dressing on it and mix it up for a while, it softens. It so does. that's kind of like massage. Sort of, yeah. That's what my massage therapist does. Yeah. <laughs> just puts, puts salad dressing on your back. A little, yeah. a little Caesars here behind the shoulders. Mm-hmm. Rub it in. Mm-hmm. The blue cheese gives like the deep tissue kind of yeah. experience. Oh, yeah. I could definitely see that. Very nourishing. Yeah. So like when I meal plan and it's only half ass, I do the easy stuff first so I get all my salads. So kale salad I'll always have because that's the yeah. easiest thing to make. But it's like I get hung up. I'm hung up on this cauliflower soup. I think of doing it every week. I realistically make Ooh. it once out of the six weeks that I uh-huh. think of it. But it lasts me a lifetime and I, I will eat the same thing all week. Like yeah. that's what my brother Michael, my brother's name is Michael oh. as well. He's Whoa. also a Michael. And he also taught me that if you're going to be a single person or whatever and you whatever, however you slice it and you make yourself dinner, you're going to eat the same thing. But just make sure you like it yeah so i was like i could totally do this but like what happens is is i start it and i put the cauliflower in the pot to boil it but then that's where it ends up and i never put it in the blender to blend it because to me Mm -hmm. that's too strenuous yeah and so it's just it sits in my fridge then just 
It's gross. I've mm-hmm. got a suggestion for you. Please. You ever think about an immersion blender? I have that. And you don't use it? <laughs> I don't use that. <laughs> I don't understand why everybody's so excited about immersion blenders. Like, I've you don't tried have to using... put it in, in yeah, but the thing. It it's... just like sprays stuff everywhere. No, oh, no, no, no. Not if you're no, being no, no. responsible. You should never <laughs> spray it, Michael. Never. Oh. No. No. <laughs> How do you avoid spraying it everywhere? You put it in there. Yeah, but still. That's what you <laughs> you got to get it in there. You got to get it in there. So that yeah. maybe that's the problem. You got it out of there. Yeah. And a proper cylinder container too. Like most immersion blenders will come with like a nice handy dandy cylinder. Yeah. If you want to do that, depending on how big or whatever it is that you're immersing. Immersing. Beautiful. <laughs> It might fit in that. Uh-huh. But then like if you've got a nice Dutch oven or a nice stock pot, yeah. that is ideal because mm. really, what are you going to yes. be using it for? Yes. 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 Thank you. We're, exactly. a, we're a magic bullet household here. <laughs> <laughs> you both seem horrified. I feel like magic bullets feel like they're the microwaves of the blender family. Yeah, they're great. Uh huh. Yeah, I could see that. Or maybe like the toaster ovens. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That doesn't sound insulting at all. I Wait, agree. but for the immersion blender, you don't even have to switch it into anything. You just keep it in there. Yeah. You it's keep what really in there? Easy. Keep what and where? The you don't get it, Michael. <laughs> it's the thing, Michael. It's the thing that goes you put on the it front in of there. the thing. Right. Yeah. You put it blending yeah. in there. Right. So, Michelle, what was your relationship with movies like growing up? Oh, my God. It's all I watched. Oh, yeah. You know, people sort of have a kinship with music, too. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it, it kind of navigates their emotions for the day or they use yeah. it to navigate yeah. their emotions to feel better from something. Movies have always kind of been like that because my dad, you know, after my mom and my dad got divorced, my dad, one of the things that he would do with me and my brother a lot is take us to the movies. Mm. And so, like, the first movie that I remember seeing in the theater was E.T. Oh. And I had been experiencing some very bad separation anxiety from yeah. my dad at the point so he takes me to this movie yeah where i am now traumatized by somebody <laughs> else's separation oh. anxiety oh, being separated from the alien yeah and i was crying because i yeah. wanted him to come back and you know how they had like tops would have like the baseball cards but for like movies they would have like tops cards for like the movies oh i never saw those oh yeah so is. they had et cards like the co- oh. like like the baseball card packs and my dad went to the store and he bought me an entire box of them and just like so like take it so like a lot of the movies that i watch like i relate to personally and i'm the kind of person that i watch movies for nostalgia like yeah one thing i realized about myself the other night is i would rarely watch a new movie unless it really spoke to me like oh that's interesting i think the newest movie i saw was bohemian rhapsody yeah Mm -hmm. and it was kind of a narcissistic reason because Uh i was i can kind of relate to freddie mercury in a way because he was the kind of performer that gives like a hundred and fifty percent yeah my whole goal when i'm up on stage and everything is just to like entertain i come from the point of view of entertaining and not entertaining myself like yeah i just want everybody just to whatever yeah so that kind of like gave me a little bit of inspiration too but yeah i'm an old movie kind of girl like yeah. i watch older movies you know yeah mm-hmm. my brother and i were uh, what do i say sorry mom latchkey kids <laughs> Um, and we had the movie channel, so we had yeah. some cable. Oh, nice! And like uh, the same movies would show at night, like during the week. Would your parents let you see R-rated movies and stuff? Oh my god, I saw Basic Instinct when I was oh, oh. twelve. Whoa. 
I don't really know anything about that movie. It's really sexy. It is crazy. It's like murdery sexy. Like yeah. Ooh, that's the sexiest kind of sexy. Like the first scene is somebody having sex and then they get killed with a pickaxe. <gasps> no, a pick, an ice pick. Sorry, ice not, pick. A pick, not a pickaxe. Yeah. That's another. That's a- what was, did your parents have a particular policy on R-rated movies or was it just like you can watch whatever you want? I, honestly, my mom was a single mom. She kind of had bigger fish to fry. So uh-huh. it was kind of one of the things like, well, I got to let some things go. We'll yeah. just let the kids watch r-rated movies yeah yeah she was there which i don't now hearing that come out of my mouth saying that i watched basic instinct at 12 with my mom in the room Uh uh-huh that sounds even worse because you know what it's like like watching one of those like a any kind of a makeout scene with your parents in the room like i feel like if you're watching basic instinct any scene yeah and you're in the same room you're feeling like the flames of shame for right. no reason. You're right. just like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be seeing this right now. Yeah. Honestly, guys, I could have gotten up. I could have gone back in my room, but I right. didn't. Right. Something was pulling me in. Yeah. Maybe it was like, why the hell is Sharon Stone fornicating with Michael Douglas of all people? <laughs> right. Well, it's also kind of a situation where like, then if you get up, you're like drawing attention to right. it. Yes. That. Yes. That's, That's a very part good of point. It. Yeah. Our parents would do a thing like our mom would cover our dad's eyes, like as a joke. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> During sex scenes. During sex scenes. Whoa. Yeah. I guess it was like to break the tension of we're all watching a sex scene together. <laughs> this is a little weird. Yeah. And, but I think it just made me more uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be like, just let's nobody acknowledge anything and just move on. Because you just want to sit there and freeze, like almost like you get that feeling in the back of your neck, like you're just like frozen and you're just kind of waiting for time to pass. Yeah. Yeah. Time just couldn't go by slower. And were you watching most of the movies on cable or would you go to the video store? Most of the movies we watched were on cable uh, mm-hmm. on weekends, like on Friday night. That was kind of like our special treat. And we'd go to the video store and my mm. brother and I were able to pick out one movie each. Ooh. And this is where the competition between my brother and I started because I am Ooh. fiercely competitive with him. Yeah. It would start with like our parents being more my mom and her boyfriend at the time just judging how good the movies were that we picked oh. out. Like we went and I picked out Madonna's Who's That Girl. I was a very little kid. <laughs> so I picked out Madonna's Who's That Girl because I love Madonna growing up from the age of five. I loved Madonna. I yeah. worshipped her. And then my brother picked up Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yeah. The arm wrestling movie? Yeah. Also a great movie. <laughs> Nobody wanted to watch my movie because everybody's like, oh, it's Madonna. She sucks. I'm like, hillbillies? No, she doesn't. Watch this damn movie. Give it a chance. But everybody's like, Sylvester Stallone, the arm wrestling movie. I can totally get down with this. Michael, you've got such great taste in movies. Blah, 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 blah. And now my brother's a fucking walking, talking monster of superiority. Superiority order He's still riding that high of over the top from oh, 25 years yeah. ago. yeah. Oh, yes. Everything he does is so much better. I hope wow. you're listening to this, Michael, because it's all coming out. Yeah. And that wow. that was like a particular one you remember where it was over the top versus who's that girl? Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Do you remember any where you won the showdown? Nope. No. Nope. Nope. Because then one weekend I chose to 
rent new kids are on the blocks uh hanging tough because mm. that was a big video back then yeah. too. Like know, had, it was movies. a nice compilation of their music videos and yeah. a couple of new videos in there and some live performances like yeah. wow my mom got me like the nightgown and everything it was like all new kids doubt yeah oh wow, crazy about the new kids yeah and uh, my mom tried to support it a little bit i think because she i don't know why so she was watching the videos and she's like, oh my God, that little guy up there is really handsome. Who's that, hey? And like, that's little Joey McIntyre, mom. He's like the youngest one. He's 13, Donna. Why don't you look at Donnie? <laughs> oh, but that Jordan, he's got a gorgeous voice. He sounds like a girl sometimes. He sounds like a lady. But that's why his voice is special. He's ethereal. Leave him alone. <laughs> Jordan tonight is my sweet. Was sweetie. she kind of trying to like persuade you to date them or was she wanting to date them? What was going on? I think somewhere deep down she thought those were the kinds of guys I should be dating. Sure. But I lived in Orange, Massachusetts. Mm. Yeah. So there were no guys like that to be dated out in yeah, Orange, right. Massachusetts, unfortunately. Yeah. I hate to I hate to say that. The kind of <laughs> No, I don't know. I almost, I, this is a crazy little vortex because now I'm like going down this tunnel of where like, I want to share my utmost worst stories of childhood with you guys now. I was just going to share this awful uh, example of the boys that were on my school bus when I was like six or seven. There was this redheaded kid named Mike Vitello and he would always Friday nights sing this song. Can we use profanity and talk about gross things a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So this song yeah. he sang as an eight-year-old boy uh, in Orange, Massachusetts goes, gonna get horny, gonna get tight, gonna get laid on a Saturday night. Yeehaw. <laughs> oh my. How old are you, honey? You're redhead and you're eight and you live in Orange? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> wow. Isn't that disgusting? Wow. That's what you had to put up with. Seven years old. And I'm just like, Yikes. what are you guys talking about? Y'all are disgusting. Did you know what that meant? No, I had no idea. Uh-huh. And then like when American Gladiators, that was a huge thing. I loved yeah. American Gladiators and I loved the women Gladiators because like I always thought I could be one. Yeah. I was like, put me in coach. God damn it. I could <laughs> do all those things. But then the boys on the bus would be like, oh man, did you see that lock? She's hot. Oh my God. <laughs> she's so sweet. I'd like to touch her boobies and all this sort of crap. Ooh. It's like, she's an American gladiator. How dare you? Have, Have some, some respect. respect. <laughs> Whoa. Hey. I think we have a connection. <laughs> Agreement. A mutual understanding That's of the right. way it should be. Yeah. Too bad you missed out, Michael. Yeah. So do you guys want to start talking about the movie? Let's start talking Let's... about the movie. Oh, yeah. I don't okay. know what we've been so... waiting for. <laughs> My cup runneth over with insight. Yeah. So we're talking about the 1989 movie Parenthood starring Steve Martin, Mary Steenburgen, and Diane Wiest. So this is a pick from Michelle. And you already mentioned this was one of your favorites growing up. Did you have any special associations with this movie or have? Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, yeah. This is my first awareness of Keanu Reeves, too. Mm -hmm. And he's got his shirt off a lot. Yeah. I'd seen the Bill and Ted's, and I was ready for this little bit that he's got in this little movie like yeah. and then he had like steve martin i'll sign off on anything steve martin does because he's he's my man like yeah i really feel like i can legitimately say any movie that he does is gold were there other things that you remembered coming into the rewatch yes oh my god the whole thing joaquin phoenix playing gary <gasps> yeah 
I didn't realize oh it was him God. until afterwards when I was looking up the facts. Yeah, I was like, Leaf Phoenix, he looks a lot like Joaquin Phoenix. They must be siblings. What a cutie. Yeah. Yes. And oh, my God. When I saw the movie, too, I was really young, so I had no idea what the hell his plot line was about. Like, yeah. I did not understand that this was a masturbation plot. Yeah. Sure. I had this thing. I was thinking about this. I wanted to make sure that I said this on your podcast. Yeah. They thought he was doing drugs, but he's just pulling his own plugs. Uh That's all it is. (laughs) And then the porn movie that she found in his room, like just the scene, I was like, what is that even? Because it wasn't even clear that that was a porn movie. So like I was really confused when I was a kid. It's like, what is Gary Gary being persecuted for? (laughs) Yeah. Plus that dynamic in the household, that was almost like the exact same dynamic that it was in my household because it was me, my mom, and my brother, Michael. Uh. And uh, he would hear me and my mother have some egregious fights, especially Mm. when I was a teenager. And it was like, you're grounded. You can't see your boyfriend. Don't tell me I can't see my boyfriend. He's Uh. where I go get my smooches and my huggins and all my (laughs) other things. Donnie ain't taking my loving away from me. (laughs) I'm 17, Donna. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Rachel, what did you remember from this? I couldn't really remember how I felt about this movie. Mm. I kind of had the sense that it was one of these movies that the rest of you all really loved. Mm. And I just like wasn't quite getting it. Yeah. I did remember the diarrhea song. Uh-huh. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And I remembered this movie was how I learned about what a diaphragm is. Oh, I guess that's how I learned that too. Yeah. Yeah. I- yeah, what they looked like when she held yeah. up the thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And never in my life again have I ever seen a diaphragm. <laughs> They're kind of outdated now, huh? Nobody, they sure are. Yeah. I think they were replaced by the Today's Sponge. Yeah. Do people use a sponge? No, that's gone too. I don't think too. people use that. Yeah. Now they're, it's all about IUDs now. That's all the kids want these days. <laughs> and the pill. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They and the, the Nuvering. Yeah. Ring of fire. Ooh, <laughs> we better move on. Michelle's getting too excited. <laughs> Birth control. Um, I remembered there were certain, this is one of those movies that a lot of like classic lines in our family came from. And so I remembered the Buckman plan, but I didn't remember <laughs> yeah. the context at all. And it turns out like the context that our family has started using it is not in the movie. It's like one of those things where you like quote something over and over again until it mutates and becomes something else that you forget. <laughs> it's not really from the movie. Yeah. It barely even comes up in the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like a memorable it's thing. It's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like I had the same thing where like, I think I liked it growing up, but there were a lot of things I didn't really get and I just interpreted it in non-sexual ways. And so when she brings out the vibrator and (laughs) somebody says like, it's an electric ear cleaner, I was like, oh, I didn't know those existed. Uh Uh-huh. So do you think it held up? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like it did. I think it's still the same thing. You still have the same themes of generations of people trying to essentially survive previous generations which it's a recurring theme because he's trying to do better than his father did because then you see jason robard's character the dad and he's a total asshole sorry but the dad and you know the granddad's a complete jerk yeah it's just the lessons that each generation learns from the previous and i don't have kids but i can only imagine that there's some sort of lesson in parenthood to glean there too mm, right like not being too controlling just kind of like let your kids figure out where they need to go and they're gonna make mistakes like julie julie who you know the martha yeah. plumpton yeah. meets the keanu reeves and they have babies and all that sort of stuff when they're yeah. teenagers that's supposed to be the mystery yeah. i really truly do feel like and plus keanu reeves 
shirtless that's gonna live forever <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. yeah rachel what about you do you feel like it held up i think i liked it as much as i did when i was a kid oh. which is to say that i <laughs> feel like you're missing something <laughs> feel like i'm missing something i i feel like it just doesn't like hit a big emotional string for me mm. And like the movie as a whole doesn't really get me. There are certain moments that I really like. I yeah. love Justin, the oh, yeah. yes. the little youngest, the littlest, boy. the littlest boy of the Steve Martin family. Yeah. And I love everything about the family with Joaquin Phoenix, Martha Plimpton, yeah. Keanu Reeves, Diane. You're both Weiss. saying Martha Plimpton is their household names. Do you? Did you know who Martha? Plimpton I only was? know because I was looking at the trivia, <laughs> oh, okay. and it said a lot of Martha Plimpton, Plimpton, Plimpton. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't like Steve Martin in it. <gasps> Ooh, I'm so Hot sorry take. to say that. Also, I watched it with Zena Dreyfus. Oh. Our old former Dusty VCR co-host. Our old co-host. Before we watched the movie, Zeno was like, "So I think I hate Steve Martin." <laughs> and I was like, "In what? general, or because of this movie?" No, no. Before we watched it. Oh, okay. So Zena had not seen this movie before. Yeah. But before we watched it, that's what they said. Yeah. I was so taken aback like what steve martin everybody loves steve martin right and then i watched the movie and i was like oh right <laughs> so annoying like he's just such a party pooper all the time so he so... he brought the he was the life of the party at that birthday party I oh mean, yeah you know i thought i would enjoy that and i yeah. didn't even like that i just was ugh. like there uh, was something about it that just like made my skin crawl mm. a little also they say in the movie that he's 35 right that was the thing i was I'm, like what i'm 35 i'm like oh my god i'm 43 <laughs> but he wasn't 35 he was 44 he was 44 yeah but even so yeah I was just trying to think to myself, like, if I was on Tinder and I, like, saw that man and it said 35 years old, I would be aghast. Right. Like, but it's also, like, Steve Martin kind of did look like that when he I was know. 35. What a weird guy. Yeah. What happened to him? It's funny that it didn't hold up for you like i felt like i liked it a lot more it's I mean, probably one of my but, favorite well that we've done. when you say it didn't hold up for me i don't know that it didn't hold up for me yeah, it just, just was the same. the same yeah i liked it a lot more like i appreciated mm-hmm. all these things that i didn't get as a kid mm-hmm. and i felt like it was really funny and it, the drama really worked for me and mm-hmm. yeah like i agree like i thought it had good lessons about parenting and growing up i enjoyed it much more than i expected but yeah let's get into it so <laughs> the thing I was really surprised by in the beginning is that it was it said like rated PG-13 for nudity and I was like I have like a very good memory of which movies in our house had nudity because like when you're a little kid and that's like the only way you can see nudity you know which movies had nudity yep. and I was like there was no nudity in this movie and then five minutes in Justin walks in like the little baby oh, and he's naked and I'm yeah, like he's totally naked is that why they're saying there's nudity in this movie but then right after that, you see Steve Martin in very explicit underwear. Did you notice that? Explicit? Yeah. Like you see his genitals just like through his underwear. Oh my God. Does that, that, that's, I I'm the only that. one who noticed that. In my head, I'm like, I'm going back and I'm going to watch again just to see this. Don't tell them. But it's like, but I'm going to tell them that I'm going to do this. 
Because that's what we're talking about. I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, it's. I was surprised. They must do something in movies normally where you don't see detail. But this I felt like was very detailed, like what you would see. Really? Like yeah. you can see through the underwear or you can see the... You, like the, very you, clear shape. You shape. can tell the difference. Yeah. You, you know what's shape. what. Yeah, like you see okay. where everything is in you his can, underwear. Yeah, you can yeah. pick was, out like that's that's that one, that's yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, was, I was surprised. Right, right. What did you guys think about the daughter, the genius daughter? Poor girl. Poor girl. So adorable, though. Yeah. And like... Never smiles. Never smiles. And I'm so glad that we're finally delving into like the Rick Moranis side of this because <laughs> I wrote like a whole page on how much he upset me. He upset oh, yeah. me oh. even more than oh, Steve my God. Martin because yeah. he's even less better looking than Steve Martin <laughs> and his wife is a little hotter. Yeah. And he's an idiot. His yeah. character upsets me because he's an idiot. I'm just like, get your head out of your ass. Who wasn't thinking that? I mean, I, yeah. I just have very general Rick Moranis feelings about his character and the situation, like obviously overbearing. Right. Uh-huh. The child was adorable. The wife was gorgeous. But they address that in the movie. They address that she's way more attractive than he is. Oh, yeah. But I still wanted to make right. sure that that was... <laughs> <laughs> that was clear I to like our that, audience. though, where she, she's like, oh, like back in the day, he was so sexy. And yes. she's like... Really? I mean, really? <laughs> They're like, what is it? What was it about him back in the day? It was his control issues that were sexy oh, back then. Yeah. Because he's just like a walking head case full of control issues right. in that movie. Yeah. Have either of you watched Parenthood, the TV show? Yeah. Mm-mm. Do you know about it, Michelle? I do. But I never watched it. And I like yeah. that the Gilmore Girls lady is in it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I Mm-hmm. I rewatched the first episode of that oh. in preparation for this. Yeah. Because I feel like that's the first episode of that is basically like this movie. Right. right? Is it really? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like they just kind of. It's all sped up. Yeah. Yeah. They take like all that stuff from the movie, put it all in the first episode, and then it kind of like huh. everything plays out from there. Yeah. I thought it was a coincidence that it was called Parenthood. I didn't oh, realize no. it was actually related to the movie. It sure yeah. is. Now I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy the TV show far more than I enjoy the movie. Well, you're in the TV show. Are you in the TV show? Well, I I love that you're saying that. (laughs) Overstated that a bit. Well, let's hear what you have to say about that. Well, you relate very heavily to Mae Whitman. I sure do. I I love Mae Whitman. A few things. And then in Parenthood, you feel like she is you exactly. Yeah. Yeah, or like what I wish I was, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> she's like you're a little... pretty close to that in college or in in high school. She, I think she's more. She was more of a bad girl than I was. Mm. Do you think I was a bad girl? Bad girl. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while since I saw the TV show. What are the bad girl things she does? I feel like she's like has the image of a bad girl, but is actually like a sweet girl. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I can't really remember a whole lot of the bad girl stuff she does, but like yeah. in the first episode for sure, yeah, she's pretty much me. Yeah. Um <laughs> kind of acts like a bad girl, but she really wasn't. But Yeah. I don't even think I acted like that much of a bad girl. I I think I wished I acted like a bad girl. <laughs> but I I didn't even have the guts to do that. <laughs> I think it takes a little something. I try to act like a bad girl. I call myself Mishy Bad Cakes because yeah. I'm trying to invoke yeah. the spirit of a bad girl. Mm-hmm. But I end up falling flat. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not a good girl because I can't call myself a good girl. Do people ever tell you that they're intimidated by you? No. Oh. <laughs> Do people tell that to you? Sometimes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's fun. 
I know it is fun. <laughs> Do they say what aspect of it makes I, them feel that way? I actually, I'm not totally sure. So it happened kind of recently, but that was like the first time in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would say. Okay. I think it. it Are you mugging somebody? I was mugging someone, <laughs> and they said that they were intimidated <laughs> by like, me. Thank you. That's so nice. I was like, I love to hear that. <laughs> Ooh, that really gets my rocks off. <laughs> But I think like maybe when I was in college, people oh. would say that. Yeah, I, you had like kind of a more intimidating look because your head was shaved. Well, that and was you yeah, had for a period of time. It was. Pe- more piercings. As in one. One. <laughs> more piercing. <laughs> I had yeah, a more I piercing a, gaze. I had an eyebrow piercing. Yeah. Lately, I've been really wanting to get, and I know you hate this, my septum pierced. <laughs> That's Michael's excited noise. (laughs) (laughs) Do you support this venture, Michael? You can do what you want. I it's it's not for me. He's really upset by piercings in general. Yeah. You are? Just a general interruption of the face? Is that kinda how you feel? Or of the any part of the body. Yeah. Yeah. I don't ears? I don't really I don't they don't bother me, but I prefer no piercing. But doesn't it kinda like skeeve you out? Certain ones, yeah. 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 The septum would. Yeah. 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 Did the eyebrow... The eyebrow did. Not really. No? No. What's the skeeviest place somebody can get pierced, in your opinion? Um, It depends on the person. Like, certain people... For some reason, like, certain people look good with belly button piercings, but for some... Certain people, I'm like, oh, no. Like, I could imagine that getting caught on something. (laughs) I don't know why, like, certain people, I think, are in danger of their belly button piercing, and certain people are like, oh, that looks good. (laughs) Um... So, like, there were a lot of lines in this movie that, as a kid, I had to just try to connect the dots in weird ways. But, yeah, the the vibrator scene, I just didn't get that at all. Like, the, the lights come back on, and I was, like, trying to figure it out as a kid. Like, was that a flashlight somehow? Or, like, was that related? Because he turns it on, and the lights come back on. And I'm like, did that somehow turn the lights back on? Like, what is no, that device? Somebody... What do you mean? No, as a kid, as a oh, kid, as I didn't kid, understand like how that. those that sequence like, connected. <laughs> God, do we really have to explain this to you? <laughs> Jesus, what was that magic device that Steve Martin had? <laughs> um, but then there's like the whole mix-up with the porn photos where Diane Weiss <gasps> gets her daughter's porn photos, oh, and yes. then looks at them. She's really looking at him yeah. so yes. much whoa and is like kind of like criticizing like mm, ooh, this one this one looks really good you i look love that part ooh, yeah this one i couldn't like i don't remember being creeped out at all by that as a kid but i don't know if it, we just like had different attitudes back then or if it was creepy then it seems like it's not supposed to be creepy and just it's like diane weist kind of having a sense of humor about it in a sad way that's exactly what that is. I think yeah. you hit that right yeah. on the head. Because yeah. like, what else? Can I share a story? Sure. Can I share a personal story? Please do. Uh-oh. Something similar happened to me. Oh, no. When I was... At, but it wasn't pictures. It was just a very dirty letter. Oh, okay. So like, I broke up with my boyfriend before I graduated high school. Yeah. And then my friends and I took off for a big camping trip out to Maine. Yeah. With my new boyfriend. <gasps> and then he sent a letter to my house, reminiscing <gasps> of all the times... Which one sent a letter? The ex-boyfriend that I just broke up with. Oh. Sent a letter to my house documenting or just like reminiscing about all the times we were intimate together. Oh. In great detail. My mother found it. (gasps) She opened it. What? She read it. Why? But she did not present it to me. (gasps) She kept it in a cookie jar and I didn't find it until I was making dinner for the household. 
the following Bonjour. weekend. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Why, why did she do that? Why did she do that? Well, she didn't want me to get back together with this guy because she thought he was trouble. Why did she keep the letter? <laughs> she was like, this letter is hot. too sexy. This is hot. It's going in my scrapbook of memories, like from birth until being 43 now. These are all the, you know, this hot letter she got when she was at the graduation. Somebody liked the fact that... I won't say it. I'm not getting into detail, but it was some very explicit things. Whoa! And it always made me remember that scene. Like this is my Diane Weiss with the pictures moment. Yeah. Oh but it was God. like only it's words. But what did you ever talk s- to her about yeah. it? We screamed at each other about it, and I was like, I remember being all of you know 18, and I remember I waited for her. <laughs> I took the letter because I found it while I was. So making... you were like Diane Weist in this situation. I was. You the were Diane like Weist. sitting, like waiting for her to return. Yep, and I just kind of leaned up against the counter, and I was like, I, I really had to think about it. Like, how do you want to play this, Michelle? <laughs> do you just want to be flat out steaming? Once she gets home, or do you want to be a little more calculating? Like, do you want to be like the Hannibal Lecter of pissed off 18-year-old daughters? So I just kind of like, I'm like, this is going to get me out of dishes tonight. I'm going to cook the fuck out of dinner, and then I'm not doing dishes. So I sat there, sink full of dishes, my whole mess. She comes in, she's like, you haven't done dishes yet? And she sees me reading the letter. Uh. And I'm like, when were you going to give this to me? She's like, <gasps> when were you going to tell me you did this with Craig? And I'm like, that doesn't matter. And then we just were oh like, my God. it's like, so like when I tell you the dynamic in our household, because then you have my brother, Michael, who's like upstairs listening to two crazy women uh-huh. going nuts over something absolutely Jerry Springer-ish. Like, uh-huh. yeah, this is not normal. Yeah. This is not normal. We're right. screaming and saying horrible things at each other just yeah. because like, yeah. So it was just like, stay out of my fucking life. Yeah. She's like, yeah, good. I'm going to kick your ass out of this house. If you decide to go back out with him again, he's nothing but trouble. Blah, 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 blah. Oof. You've got Whoa. a nice boyfriend. He's your friend. He's your best friend. Uh. And by the way, at the time, my new boyfriend was in the living room the whole oh, time. Whoa. Oh, my God. So it was like, yeah. It you was didn't like, tell him to go home? <laughs> You didn't have the foresight a, to was, tell him to You know, go so home. this guy, so I really like this guy. Let me tell you a little something about my new my new boyfriend at the yeah. time. He yeah. was like a Lloyd Dobler. Yeah. He was a Lloyd Dobler type. And if he yeah. wanted to follow you around like a little puppy, you let him. Because yeah. he was just like adorable and funny and like uh-huh. kind of hot and everything too. Yeah. Like I did a good job with uh-huh. the I did the yeah. with the second boyfriend. I did yeah. a good job because he was a he went out in the middle of August and he bought a trench coat to fulfill the Lloyd Doblerness oh. because say anything was my favorite right. movie. So uh, yeah, he was sitting there in his trench coat in the middle of summer in my living room <laughs> listening to all of it. I'm like that bastard must be miserable right now. Wait, wow. was that the same day? Yeah. What Wait, do you mean? he was wearing the trench coat the same day he did the Lloyd Dobler thing. He. He always wore that trench coat. Oh, Whenever he wait. saw me, doesn't matter what the weather was like, he always what had that trench coat when on. When he did the Lloyd Dobler. I thought it was like one day when he dressed up in a trench coat to do the Lloyd Dobler thing from Say to, Anything. To do the Lloyd... Like, no. do you mean the to do... Box. He didn't do that, though. Once he did, but then he continued oh to wear the... He did it in his mother's geo tracker. It wasn't at the window. <laughs> it was a different. It, he, he did it in a different way, but the same way. Yeah. But he maintained wearing the jacket no matter what, like oh, okay. summer, oh. whatever. He's like, "Boopsy." My nickname was Boopsy. Boopsy likes it. I'm gonna wear the Jackson <laughs> jacket. So he did, and I, he talk. I make his voice like like this really elderly, gruff, like six year old man with a cigar. He was like eighteen, but he yeah. talked like that. He talked like a lot that. of people from your childhood home sound very grizzled. <laughs> 
Oh God, it's Athol Orange area. They're all grizzled. I'm serious, man. Like I had a, I had a friend, best friend Steve. When he was in high school, that dude had a full time damn job at the local hospital washing oh, wow. dishes. He is the only kid to roll up senior year in the parking lot in a brand new fucking Buick. Uh-huh. Pardon my f word, but I was just like, I did that to accentuate how like impressed yeah. I was. Right? Yeah. I was like yeah, Steve. Like he he had it made. That's intense. That's intense. Yeah. Oh my god yeah it's interesting because watching the parenthood tv show i feel like there are a lot of things in that that are kind of accentuated in a way that i didn't understand in the movie oh even as an adult <laughs> <laughs> like for some reason it doesn't really stand out to me that the grandfather is that horrible or strict really? yeah like I just didn't really get much of that. I just yeah. was like, okay, he's just like, he's kind of got his priorities wrong. But like, right. it was more what it is for me. Yeah. It was like the whole thing with cool and, you know, the grandma coming out and be like, cool, just finished lunch. And the grandfather was like, so what do you want me to do about it? Call right. the newspaper. Call right. the newspaper. That's what right, it was. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know what? That's like a joke that our dad would make. <laughs> so maybe maybe that's what it was. I'm like, he yeah. seems like he's doing great. You yeah. know? <laughs> In the show, it's like very clear, like Craig T. Nelson as the grandfather. He's just like, what, what are you talking about? Like, we got to toughen this kid up. Come uh, on. Yeah. Like, he's like so rough with him and yeah. just like totally not understanding of of the concerns around him. Right. Oh my God. That's a cool sound. That's like, (laughs) that's like the law and order sound. Like, (laughs) that's that's exactly, it's like whatever you said, it was just so well accentuated. Yeah. Yeah, So maybe that was a, maybe that was a sign that I should move on because that's what it usually means (laughs) on law and order. (laughs) So the baseball scene where he has Kevin play second base, what did you think of that? So painful. Yeah. So painful. I love the little like fantasies, fantasies of the, yeah. the different outcomes. I think that's really great. Yeah. Yeah. I related a lot to Kevin in this movie, like being sp- like anxious as a, as a child and then being like, especially with sports, like something mm-hmm. where it's like, especially baseball where it's like so much just on you mm-hmm. and so when he like misses it i'm like oh like i hated that feeling yeah i mean that's why i stayed out of sports yeah completely but i i could definitely relate to that feeling of like being so disappointed and wanting to blame somebody else be like why'd you make me play second base yeah and then yeah. he has that whole somebody... sequence of him being like an active shooter on yeah. top of the building as an <laughs> yeah. adult like why did you make me play second base I, yeah but that was fun <laughs> did somebody make you do that Mike? well in gym class you play second base like you play sports mm-hmm. and they pushed you they made you do they made you well you have to play a position yeah, yeah i played the position of like i'm just gonna go way out there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let That's me know if I you need me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes i would go over there yeah maybe it was a little easier as a girl to yeah. to do that yeah i think people don't really expect you to catch the ball <laughs> you're a girl <laughs> yeah although you know did you ever play handball yeah hmm. did you mm it's like soccer, except you're using your hands. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds... My arthritis is already singing thinking about it. <laughs> but somehow, I feel like I was pretty good at being a goalie for that. Like, mm-hmm. that was the one thing that I was like, I can do a sport. Yeah. This is wild. But I think, like, I think people threw the ball at my head on purpose a Aww. lot. Oh. Yeah. I instantly just, like, pictured, like, all these 
and I wanted to annihilate them. <laughs> yeah. Does that make me nuts? You're the therapist. You're the therapist. I think oh, but that... you're not on the clock, though, so. No, but I think that just makes you a really good friend. <laughs> yeah. I will go for my friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you think of Todd giving... Gary, Gary, I the sex love talk. that. Yeah. I love the two oh, of them. Amazing. That relationship between the two yeah. of them is yeah. amazing. Yeah. That is one messed up little dude. Yeah. yeah. I think I could have enjoyed the movie being solely focused on that part of the family. Yeah. That's true. I don't think that was brought out enough in the movie. Yeah. yeah. That was my favorite part, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we could have done without the Rick Moranis. Uh... No, I love them. <laughs> you do? Yeah, and after the movie, Allegra and I were like, I feel like we would raise our kids as a co- like somewhere between Rick Moranis and his wife, and then the way they raised Justin. So like, just right in the middle, <laughs> where we're like cramming them with information, but then also letting them headbutt stuff. <laughs> that sounds balanced. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So we've talked about the things that we didn't get as kids one of the other like michelle you said this also like the oral sex on the highway i like totally didn't get that mm. and i remember we would rewatch this movie a lot as kids and then i abruptly stopped watching this movie because when mom explained to me what oral sex was <gasps> she was like and do you remember in parenthood when they're driving together and she puts her head down she's giving him oral sex and i was like ah <laughs> And I don't know what it was like I what I felt like would happen if I watched it again and mom walked in. But there was just like something where I, I don't know if it was like I thought that she would think I'm rewatching it to like understand that scene more or yeah, like she studying. would think or she would like come be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, remember, like I this is the thing I this explained to the you. Thing. But I just never wanted to watch it again. How did she explain it to you? I don't know, but like just, I think she just explained what it was. Well, she would like explain sex stuff in very clinical terms. So probably in very clinical terms. Clinical terms. Yeah. It would be like the male puts his penis in. She said male? No. I'm I'm exaggerating. (laughs) (laughs) You lost me at male. (laughs) I've probably told you how I, how she taught told me about oral sex i don't think she did i don't think you did nobody did nobody did i don't think anybody did (laughs) i was driving we were driving she was driving yeah and there was like a series of trees with messages on them on the side of the road Mm -hmm. and it said like happy birthday you are the best and then it said blowjob. <laughs> Whoa. And I don't know great. if somebody added that on, but I'm like reading it out loud to yeah. mom, you know, as we're driving. Right. And after I said blowjob, she was like, what? Did it really say that? <laughs> and I said, yeah, why? What's that? And and so that's when she explained it to mm. me. And I remember her kind of saying like, I know it sounds really weird, but it it can be really nice. <laughs> I was like, ew. <laughs> Did she teach you about condoms? I don't think so. I think I was so uncomfortable with it. They bought me a book called What's Happening to My Body, a book for boys. Oh, yeah. I got one of those for girls. <laughs> It'd be funny if they gave you the boy one. Like, eh, just <laughs> Michael seemed to like this one. <laughs> Yeah, I love that book. <laughs> yeah, I did find it really good and much better than having to have. Yeah, I was like, thank God I don't have to talk to them about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Michelle, how did you learn about sex as a kid? My mom loved to talk about oh, it all really? the time. Wow. She would not stop because yeah. she, we lived in a house with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend had a teenage son who got his teenage girlfriend pregnant. Oh. So I think that they're kind of set her on the course of get in there, talk to her. Like she was yeah. trying to tell me things like, but she wouldn't tell, she, funny feelings. It's, it's part yeah. of a set I do too. It's funny That's that right. Yeah, yeah. Funny feelings. Mm. So I remember that. She would, when I was a younger child, she's like, now sometimes... <laughs> If you are like making out with a guy and he's got you in his arms and he's kissing you and you know, he's saying all the pr- like what she used to be a lot more gel- like gentle about it when uh, I was like nine or ten uh, and he's kissing you and then you're like, oh, my God, he's handsome. She's like, sometimes you can have a baby from doing that. <laughs> and so I was just like, holy shit. Because at the same time, my next door neighbor, her name's Lisa, she was a year older than me, and she uh, just got done learning about reproduction and all that in school. Yeah. And she's like, I learned in school that ladies have a seed in them, and the seed grows with the baby. And I'm thinking, bitch, are you kidding me? <laughs> Something's just going to like start growing in me automatically, like oh no God. assembly required. It's just... So, like, I lived most of my childhood from 10 until I actually learned better 13 that I was not spontaneously going to get pregnant uh, on my own from yeah. the virtual seed growing and yeah. be kissing does not get you pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I slapped a guy after he gave me my first kiss because he kind of got in there a little bit and I was just like, I'm not getting pregnant. <laughs> my mom has good talks with me. I'm not yeah. getting pregnant. And he's like, freak. And he like walks away. Oh, wow. But yeah, that's what it was. And then when, as I got older, the talks got a little rougher. Mm. Yeah. Uh, then she started to trick me a little bit because then I had a serious boyfriend. He was hot. He was a drummer in a band. He was uh, the boyfriend that I mentioned before. Wrote oh, yeah. The letter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we were together for a couple years. She, I think she had a sense that he and I were starting to get dirty because yeah. then she started accusing me of kissing her with my mouth open. <laughs> What? Kissing her? Yeah, she's like, every time you say goodbye to me, you're kissing me with your <sighs> mouth open. I'm like, what are you making me feel like a predator for? What are you doing this? And I'm about to spend a nice afternoon with my boyfriend. Yeah. And now I'm worried that I've assaulted my mother. Yeah. Wow. Made her feel uncomfortable. She's like, anyways, if you get the funny feelings, call me and I'll come get you. And I'm like... <laughs> girl i'm gonna be getting the funny feelings the second i step through the door ain't nobody gonna come save me you can call 911 nobody's gonna put water on this house that's what's gonna happen so that's what it was and then but then i find it like when i try to talk to her and as adult about sex because yeah. i feel like as you get older there's still things that come up about your body things like that your sexuality oh, I mean, that you might forever yeah so it's like I, when i was towards the end of my marriage like it became a little game for me where like to make him like desperate for sex was uh-huh. just wow. like wow chef's kiss because he was kind of a jerk to me so like i would be in the car with my mom and we'd be on our way to market basket and i sometimes i smoke a cigarette with my mom and i was like smoking a cigarette i'm like mom answer me this sometimes is it okay to make a man desperate (laughs) and she's like reached over to me to slap my face and i'm like what are you doing she's like don't say that shit. Don't say that shit. And she's like, you shouldn't be talking like that. Oh, my God. I want to meet your mom. Ever, I, <laughs> she's a character and she'll talk to you. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I bet. It sounds like she's got a lot like of she things would. to say. She and the funny thing is she comes out with like personal details about somebody else. No problem either, too. Like, yeah, we're at an Olive Garden getting ready to eat lunch. We're ordering food. And my mom's like, this is my daughter. She's taking me out to lunch today. <laughs> and because she was so proud that I was doing it in Olive Garden. She feels like a queen at Olive yeah. Garden. And I was like, 
Yes, I am. And yes, I am. <laughs> and she's like, she works at a credit union, but she can't have babies. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> wow. And she I just really goes laughing. right there. Yeah, she's like, that's why I don't have any grandchildren. But oh my God. She's like, I love to look around and see everybody else's grandkids. Oh, wow. that's intense. <laughs> So the, the scene where Rick Moranis has to go win back his wife at school, like, it didn't occur to me as a kid how Ugh. inappropriate that was, that he's Ugh. just, like, barging into her job and singing a song. He did that. But everybody seems to love it. Do you remember our parents' reaction to that scene? No. So this is funny. Like, like so I remember mom really hated the line where she says to Rick Moranis, we try so hard to keep these kids off drugs. Mom's just like, ugh. I feel like our parents, like, they had this high expectations of comedy that a mm. joke like that that's like such an easy joke like oh you're being weird oh we got to tie it to drugs uh-huh. like they had no patience for that yeah and so i, I remember, appreciate that yeah i remember mom not liking that line and i'm like watching it now like yeah that is a bad line yeah like, that's a lazy line especially in contrast to the rest of the movie good job mom yeah the flip side of that is the line that I remember our parents loving was when they're at the play and the kids start ruining Justin. Starts oh, ruining yeah, the play. yeah. He's ruining. He's ruining the whole play. <laughs> and that's a line like that's another one of those lines. Like, I don't think I would appreciate if it wasn't for our parents, like <laughs> saying why that's funny that there are parents that are like that, that are like very vigilant, like yeah. taking school plays very seriously. Oh, yeah. right. Why didn't they go and just grab him? Yeah, that was silly. It was like, oh, we can't go. There's somebody's filming. We can't cross the camera. <laughs> we'll ruin the play. <laughs> but I remember being scared of that scene as a kid. Do either of you have that memory? What do you mean by that? Because it starts playing roller coaster sound effects. Oh, and I'm scary. like, oh, yeah. like what's going on? Like, I didn't understand what was happening. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah. yeah that it, scared me. It kind of sucked you into the ride that like Steve Martin was feeling. It yeah. kind of sucked you into that little tunnel vision that he fell into for once. And then I completely forgot the ending. I think I just didn't understand the ending as a kid. I thought the ending was that Martha Plimpton has a baby. No. No. Diane Weist. Diane Weist and the bio bio teacher teacher. has the biggest baby in the world. That's a toddler. Yes. And that is something that I feel like, I don't remember it specifically from this movie, but I feel like our mom was very like on that if there was a baby being born in a movie that was too big she was gonna say something (laughs) yep like that is not okay for that baby to be too big but this was a particularly large baby so big thanksgiving turkey size It was. It was a toddler, though. Like I'm like, it was like Damn, a toddler. Just give it some freaking Cheerios. Yeah, like, like could, could you not like, have found a, just a slightly smaller baby? It's like the first baby born, already able to take in solids. <laughs> <laughs> like, when can we start feeding this child chicken nuggets and French fries? Exactly. Classic. Exactly. And then they start smoking cigars right, in, the in the hospital, hospital in the baby unit funny like it's it's played as like a funny thing that he's just like tearing down the no smoking sign they all like, laugh <laughs> like, no like, that's, that's for so reason. serious <laughs> oh my god don't uh-huh. fucking smoke in the hospital where the babies are being born you monster yeah. enter 2021 that scenario plays out like Ooh. this right. takes down side security guard oh, right. back behind the legs that's you're down right. yeah but yeah, I watched with Allegra, obviously, and she's like, I feel like the message of the movie is just like everybody should have babies because just at the mm-hmm. end, it's just like mm-hmm. everybody has a baby. Yeah. Like, parenthood. Doesn't matter if you're a teen mom. Doesn't matter if you're overwhelmed by the children you have. Yeah. Have some more babies. 
And then you look in the dark corner over at the Baron. And we're like, but not us. <laughs> Thank you, Parenthood. <laughs> we'll just stay over here and be dark and barren with our cloak of failure. Does anybody us. not have a baby at the end? Gary. <laughs> Gary Every woman is pregnant, I guess, except for. Oh, yeah. Even Rick Moranis. Well, not Taylor. Taylor, Taylor the eight-year-old. Oh, yeah. The eight-year-old. <laughs> So, as always, we give the movie a whoop rating, and the whoop rating is just how many times the movie made you say whoop out of joy, and it doesn't necessarily need to be out of anything. I rate them out of 10 whoops, but it could be whatever your heart tells you. So, Michelle, as you are our guest, we'll start with you. Uh, what what do you give Parenthood in terms of whoop ratings? Six whoop. Six whoops. Yep. So, what it earned it those whoops? It earned it that, those whoops because I'm reticent of the fact that it's a good movie but it's not the best movie mm. because there are a lot it's one of those movies that you still watch because you're like that's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> for all the reasons that we talked about yeah but there are some really funny parts yeah. parts that would make me go whoop and some crazy scenarios like i think a lot of my whoops are earned during the time where she's looking at the pictures because mm. that's the catalyst for so much right that goes on in just like a span right. of, so. <laughs> yeah and then whoop whoop for keanu reeves of course anytime mm-hmm. he's on screen shirt off or whatever yeah he gets it. Six whoops. Yeah. yeah. And Rachel, what about you? I would say seven out of ten whoops. Mm. Yeah. What, what earned your whoops? The sweet moments sprinkled throughout. Definitely the Diane Weist family experience earned some whoops. Yeah. Keanu Reeves. Gary. You know, there's a thing where like I watch movies that I had watched as a kid. Yeah. And there's like a kid in the movie Mm -hmm. that like I had a big crush on when I was a kid. And like now as an adult, I'm like, (laughs) what a cutie. (laughs) Like that kid is 13. (laughs) So my brain gets a little jumbled up about that stuff. But I sure liked Gary. Yeah. But also, wait, I have a question about that that yeah. we didn't really address. Is the idea that he's just going around with these movies everywhere, Jack and <laughs> yeah. it? I didn't get Where it. Where is he watching them? Like Where the library? Yeah, know. I don't yeah. understand that. Like, why did he need to take them all over the place right. with him? Maybe, devil's advocate, we're going to, yeah. from Gary's point of view, maybe he's bringing them so they won't be found. Right, but his but room was behind. locked and yeah. then he, oh, leaves them they behind. Leave them behind, so that doesn't hold water. Yeah. yeah. Friends' houses maybe does have some friends. Like, they so could be friends. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. It didn't seem like he had friends. Because anytime well, I but did- he had so much shame around it. Yeah. You know, I don't think he did have friends because he, yeah, he had to have to somebody about it. Yeah, he had to have um, Todd tell him, like, true. this it's okay, man. Yeah. Like, it's all right. That's what little dudes do. <laughs> That's what little dudes do. Was it the pictures on the box? Well, the, the pictures on the box were like Back to the Future. That's right, because oh, it was yeah. the Back to the Future. Yeah, Dang yeah. It, that's right. Because mm-hmm. she felt all great knowing that, oh, he's just watching Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, what did she think? Like, oh, he's... She's like, oh, God, so and right. Then slides right he's out. just watching Back to the Future <laughs> he everywhere the he goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. Of course. Yeah. I carry E.T. with me everywhere I go, just in case. <laughs> yeah, so the things that took away from it, I think, were like, I just didn't even feel like Steve Martin was a great actor in this movie. Oh, really? I feel like he did a really good job. I think like when he gets all worked up, I just don't buy it. Oh, huh. I don't buy it. I very buy it. You, I loved him <laughs> as Cowboy Gil. You very buy yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I shot Cowboy Dan, slipped on his guts. <laughs> Sometimes when I like to shoot somebody and slip on their guts, 
I make balloon animals. I love that part. <laughs> the kids go nuts for him. It's so great. I mean, I feel like Steve Martin's kind of the same in most movies, but... Yeah, no. I think there are other movies where he's got more redeeming qualities. Yeah, I mean, I think The Jerk is his best, and he's like a very unique say. character in that. Yeah, there but, was something else that I had... Was a good Steve Martin role. I mean, Novocaine, he's different. Yeah. No, I'm not and thinking also of that. And also that movie he does with Eddie Murphy... Oh, Bowfinger. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes, yes. Bowfinger. Great in Bowfinger. Super good in Bowfinger. I think that's a perfect kind of role for him. Mm. Is like, I was looking at the trivia. Yeah. There was a thing where it said Michael Keaton and Robin Williams were considered for the role of Gil. Like, I think they would have been way better than Steve Martin. Robin Williams. Yeah, very good. Very good. He is so, he could be mad. Yeah. And I would still love him. Yeah. He has such the warmth. Yeah. Right. That like, I think is kind of lacking. Like the sincerity with Steve Martin just isn't really there in a big way. And so I think when he's all riled up, it feels like, like, who are you trying to kid? I bought it. Yeah. We're on a streak of me liking the movie a lot more than anybody else. I give it nine whoops. Oh my. This is one of my favorites that we've rewatched. What? I thought it was so funny and so. Yeah, like it was just so good. Like I thought I thought all the performances were really good. Diane Weist's family stole the show. I thought they were mm-hmm. stand out. It was so well-rounded too in the kinds of plot lines it was telling and the kinds of jokes it was making and the kinds of characters. So I loved it. Mm, you make it sound really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I give Diane Weist's family a nine out of 10. Di- yeah, that Same makes sense. Piece. I do. Hey everyone, this is Michael cutting in. We forgot to mention while we were recording, but Michelle has an excellent podcast called The Dirty Stayouts. She co-hosts it with comedians Ryan Arnold and Dusty VCR all-star Matt Woodland. They have some great comedian guests for hilarious conversations and fun games. You can find a link in our show notes or by searching The Dirty Stayouts in your podcast app. So thanks everybody for listening. You can find us online at DustyVCR.com or you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TheDustyVCR. If you want to help our podcast seem more popular, you can rate us on iTunes, which takes two seconds. And you can also write us a review. And if you do, maybe we'll read your review on the next show. So thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.